0: What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 105 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And then joining us this week, friend of the show, very special guest for the first time on this podcast, Mr. Chris Prandrick.
1: Hey, how's it going? yeah i can't believe this is the first time you're on you're on flip i know we had you on uh nintendo noise a couple of times discussing and previously i think yeah. on on the podcast right when we were yeah, yeah over yeah. at loot Pots um to discuss the uh the is it year in switch or what yeah the state of switch that's it yeah um but we've got you here because we've got a big old week of gamescom you were on the floor at gamescom Mm. um kind of give us the gist as to your other hat that you've done from time to time over a, a overkill
2: yeah um well first of all thanks for having me on and uh, i know it's probably a bit late now but grats on reaching the hundred um not many, many podcasts do yeah yeah um but yeah in terms of what, what you just alluded to obviously if you've seen me on like nintendo noise i do switch weekly which is a weekly kind of gaming newsletter all about the nintendo switch but in addition to that like for the past like six months like a year i don't know how long it's been uh, a year sorry um i've been doing overkill which is a uh website kind of focused on like handhelds like predominantly like the steam deck and uh, like there's like loads of them coming out now isn't there but yeah a uh, new kind of publication focused on handheld gaming
0: which so is better, really it's like better, really you, good you yeah. Come on then. oh no all right all yeah right, hold on Steve, <laughs> you go ahead
1: <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, like this is the perfect week because we had the and I I, I saw that Kevin put a post up over on uh, Overkill about it. Hmm. The Project Q that we knew all about got a, a glitzy rebrand as the PlayStation Portal. It sure did. Yeah, um, real quick, yeah. but r- fr- fresh out the gate because the, the sure. Portal, right? It's it's a
0: it's a controversial device. You know, we're gonna talk all about it. I want to ask how we feel about the name. Obviously, Project Q, terrible. PlayStation yeah. Portal i've seen mixed responses i think it's pretty i like good. it i, I it's like it because
2: it's it you still get to retain the psp kind of acronym exactly. which is cute, you know so I and i get it like, smart
0: and like i i dig it because it, it's a companion piece right like the mm. the point is not that it's its own console it's a portal yeah.
2: to your playstation to 5. your playstation 5 yeah Beautiful, exactly it works right? it yeah, works like
0: good marketing i like it
1: yep
2: i, I like, like the name that's about all i like
1: Okay, I was gonna say, like, how how does this stack up for you? We'll we'll go through some of the details in it, but what was your like gut reaction when you first saw it? Because me and Pete had had like a discussion about it, and and I Mm. know we spoke about the price point as maybe Mm. being the deciding factor for this for both of us. Yeah, we now know it's one hundred and ninety nine dollars ninety nine, and it's launching later this year.
2: Like, it will find an audience, but I think it's a niche within a niche, isn't it? And like what it could have been and what it actually is it's kind of disappointing I mean the fact that it's so limited in its scope and like its appeal just it kind of hampers the excitement around it you know and what it could have been especially when you have people who you know were diehard PSP or Vita fans and they wanted something more from Sony and this is just kind of a, like a limp half step I guess.
1: Were you one of those diehard PSP and Vita fans?
2: No not particularly I mean I, I did have a Kind of intense interest in in the psp very early on uh, i imported a psp from japan uh, before it launched in the uk and um those are a fun few are you kind kidding of playing me? Like, it on were lightning. you
0: a diehard psp guy no i just <laughs>
2: imported one from japan yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then like i i didn't I, I kind of fell out of love with the whole kind of like umd format i didn't love it but it was cool as an emulation device um ben, so yeah i didn't i didn't play device. many kind of original psp titles on it that's for sure but um no, not, not big on the PSP, really, and PSV, but this is kind of, I don't know.
0: The PSP's hilarious in that way for me, in that I would describe myself as a big fan of it, but if you asked me what are the 10 best games on the PSP, I mm. don't know that I could name 10 games that came out for the PSP. <laughs> really? Right.
1: You're kidding? I think I could. I had quite a lot of, of PSP games, and um, ones that I managed to get onto a memory stick somehow. I don't know how that would have happened. But um, I had such a I had such a good time with the PSP. It was, oh, I did. It was,
0: didn't The too. first thing
1: I ever did, like homebrew stuff, on as well. Uh-huh. So it always holds a form face for me there. Yeah, and and I do wonder if homebrew is a possibility for the the portal at some point because mm. the leak we saw, it was just running Android. So presumably yeah. someone's just going to unlock the bootloader on this and be able to flash it with like a a copy of Android at some point, and we're going yeah, to be able to open this up to do more things. Yeah, you got to imagine yeah. the
0: guts are going to be pretty limited,
1: though. You know. Probably, but at the very least, I could stream an Xbox game as well as a PlayStation game. You know, like there's, yeah, that's there's that possibility that I could unlock. And, you know, there's a load of things that this thing does do. It runs games at 1080p, 60 frames per second, depending on your connection. It can be used outside of the home as well as inside the home. But there's also a load of things it can't do. And, and I kind of yeah. want to focus on those a little bit because some of them are just so strange. Like we spoke literally last week about how playstation is now experimenting with streaming and they've got this new ssd system that they've built that allows them to stream ps5 games now that wasn't previously possible you can't play any of those on the playstation portal it doesn't let you if you're streaming anything to your playstation 5 you can't then stream it stream it onto your Mm. portal and presumably that's because of latency but seems like a bit of a, an oversight if they're trying to launch a streaming service, don't you think?
0: Yeah. It's yeah, weird. I guess the question becomes, is that is that a feature that is never going to come to the device or is that a feature that they're not promising at launch because it doesn't presently work well?
2: Because, um, mm. like, well, I think, I think if, that... That, if that's the case, you just wait, you know? Yeah, don't launch yeah. this. Like, you have to put your best foot forward and, like, you know... The Xbox game cloud that, you know, Xbox, yeah, it doesn't work great everywhere, but they're putting it everywhere they can.
0: So they, that's um, that's what I was about to bring up is like, I think about the Xbox game cloud thing, right? Or mm. Xbox cloud streaming. And I feel like the reason it's free as part of Game Pass is because it doesn't work mm. very well.
2: Yeah.
0: And yeah. I feel like maybe the answer to this, right, is that the tech for getting the, the games from the cloud to this device is not quite there yet, but mm. the remote play experience obviously does work well, right? Like, remote play yeah. is not new. it's It's been around since the PS3. And mm. um, by all accounts, from folks that use it on the regular, it does work really yeah. well. And you get uh, an experience, um, you know, that is more akin to playing the game as if it were running on the PS5, you know, over a strong connection like in your home or, or whatever right so mm-hmm. you know we've talked a lot about this device as being something that is like you said it's a niche of a niche and i think playstation understands that i feel like that's how right. it's being marketed and i feel like that's kind of their answer to that question is like well that's not the point of this device right and it's like well then why would i get it and i i think their answer to that would and you know maybe i'm uh giving them too much rope but it's like i feel like the answer is well yeah then it's not for you don't buy it that's cool
1: you know but isn't that the same argument that people had for the playstation vr2 but i kind of feel like at some point you you need to build something that's that's for more people that is for a broader audience and that isn't two hundred dollars and then if i want to be able to listen to it with wireless headphones i've got to spend another two hundred dollars like that that So for me, the lack of Bluetooth is
2: really, really weird. The (laughs) lack of of Bluetooth is is rough.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, I think particularly that they're launching it alongside these new Bluetooth headphones. That is, that feels kind of rough. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. well,
1: those headphones don't have Bluetooth. They can't connect wirelessly to a PS5. Right. They They only work now with a dongle. And it's strange, and I think that really highlights the fact that we've got a new PlayStation coming. If they are releasing headphones that Mm. now require a a USB dongle, you've got to imagine the next PlayStation 5 revision is going to have PlayStation Link built in because it makes no sense. But these are the only headphones that will work wirelessly with the PlayStation portal, but I can imagine I can go buy one of those things I bought for my switch early on in, yeah. in its life cycle where I just plug it into the headphone jack yeah. and then Bluetooth mm. magically works. Yeah. So why yeah. can you not just include that in the device? It feels like a really anti-consumer thing to do. And yeah. I can imagine a lot of people would be screaming if all of a sudden you know, Apple brought out a new phone and they're like, it only works with Apple headphones now. Yeah. yeah. It only works with AirPods. Ah, People will be like, what the hell? Why?
0: You're really going to play that card that like Apple (laughs) did exactly that. And then the EU is forcing them to change their charger back to something not proprietary.
1: So like Mm -hmm.
0: they did do that.
1: (laughs) That you can still, you can always use Bluetooth. And I think for me, there there are enough Bluetooth standards. AppTex low latency, for example, I have had no issues with it on my Steam Deck, on my Switch. I have had no issues connecting to it and thinking that, all oh, this doesn't kind of line up. And I've even streamed my PlayStation to my Steam Deck and then used mm. Bluetooth headphones, and I've had no issues. And I've never once thought, wow, this really could be a little bit more low latency. And the and the weird thing is with this with this portal kind of proposition
2: is that obviously they're saying it's for remote play only and you can't use it for our cloud offering. Which yes, it may well be in its infancy, but that's at least something unique and different yeah. that they've got in terms of offering their library in a different way. But. The fact of the matter is, you can do remote play on endless, countless devices already. You know, you've got these sort of devices that strap around your mobile phone and make it into a controller, or you just grab mm-hmm. a tablet or
0: whatever. So, so
2: it's it's. I want to. Whole...
0: So, I do want to touch on that though, because I think I think when you start bringing up those comparisons, it's why I think this mm. device makes more sense than people maybe give it credit for. And I, I feel yeah. like the response, and I I don't mean to um, to say that if you feel this way that that's wrong, but it's like. I, I think it reminds me of the reaction to, from certain hardcore fans to the the um, sure. the switch Lite, right? Where it's like, right, "Who's okay. this for?" It's giving up functionality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you? And it's like, "Well, yeah, but it's not for you, right? You already mm. own a Switch, and if you feel that way, you buy a base model. But like, yeah. if you are a family with a kid and you want something that's more durable, or this or that, or what, or portability is important to you, then this device exists for you." Mm. I think when you start bringing up that comparison of, well, you could do this on this device or this device or this device, how many of those devices are this affordable though? Right. Cause like, yeah,
2: there's obviously the, the, there's the affordability aspect, but then there's also like the comfort aspect, you know, it's literally a PS5 controller. So it, exactly. it kind of trans- translates well, you know, there are definitely pros to this, this product. It's like, just, um,
0: you bring up the phone thing, like the backbone, it's, right? It's, I think this yeah, is only right. $50 more than the backbone. The idea that right, this okay. is fifty dollars more than that, and I think, mm. like personally, right, they're, from they're my... very
1: different products, though. Like, yeah. if I buy a Backbone, I can play Pokemon on my phone, or I can stream an Xbox game, or I can connect to Genshin Impact wherever but, I am, which I think but, is probably one of the most yeah, things. things. Sure. <laughs>
0: but I think that yeah. comes. I think that comes back to the point of like where we're at with video games and like the mm. many different types of users that there are what if i don't care about doing any of that right like i I don't play genshin impact on my phone or i don't want to play emulators on my phone like that's not my goal my goal is to play Mm -hmm. specifically i'm playing Baldur's gate 3 on the ps5 in two in two weeks and well i think it
2: kind of comes back sorry to the kind of niche within a niche point and how like you know we've got all of these countless devices as well now like you know you got the steam Deck, you got the ROG ally you got yeah. this new lenovo legion go thing whatever that is and the countless devices that come from manufacturers like a and Neo, you know there's there's so many different devices out there now to, to fit these smaller niches i think what's interesting here though is probably it's just we're all kind of collectively surprised that sony's making a product that seems to be so narrow in its kind of
0: appeal yeah you know yeah yeah because again right like they have this lineage of making handhelds and that's kind of what you i think that's what the hardcore wants this to be i'm included in that i would rather Mm. this be this is the successor to the ps vita that would be exciting to me right this is a product i don't necessarily have any use case for because i own a steam deck but like Mm. if i didn't own a steam deck and i was constantly in a situation like steve has this all the time right Where like steve will stream games from his playstation to his steam deck because he doesn't want to monopolize the television and then his sure. partner can't use their shared living room. Right. Like yeah. that's the, the Wii you dream all over. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't think that's an uncommon occurrence. And yeah. the idea that there's a segment of users that are like, well, I don't want to shell out the money for an iPad or a steam deck or one of these, you know, more versatile devices because they're mm. two to three times more expensive. And I don't want yeah. that. All I want is to play whatever game I'm playing on my PlayStation on a second screen. And have With a controller, deal. I'm
2: used to, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, and, and to yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah. Feature set, right? Because you also get all the benefits of the DualSense, like you know mm. the haptic feedback and everything.
1: I mean, you'd, yeah. you'd get that if you just connected it to, um, like your Bluetooth connected that to your iPad, right? You would still get the yeah, benefits. but, but that's of, the thing is, like, that. again,
0: you're talking about the convenience factor. A an iPads way more expensive, but B, if you're playing an iPad, like, oh, we lost Chris. Um, if you're playing an iPad. It's not the same as sitting there with a a console in your hand. Right? Like you then have to like balance the iPad on a table and sync
1: a controller and hold it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's Mm -hmm. not the same as just holding a device. I totally get that. I think this device, I think the price point is exactly where I expected it to be. I, I think mm. 199 was exactly what I said when we when it was officially uh, when well, it was, it was best Fifty dollars cheaper.
0: If it was 149, I feel if like if it, it was 149, so much it's, more
1: attractive. Yeah, it's, mm. uh, and I 100% agree with you. I think the strangest two points for me are what we've spoken about that I can't stream games from PlayStation Plus that I can do on any other device. I can mm. do that on an iPad. I can do that on my PC. I can even do that on a Mac. But I can't do that on the PlayStation portal, which is really mm. strange. And it's like they don't talk to anyone else within Sony. And they've not realized that people <laughs> have invested in like $300 noise-canceling Sony ear earphones. Mm. And that they will want to use with their devices. And that they can yeah. And they have to buy just a set of earbuds that are dedicated and only for the PlayStation. Yeah, it's, it's just wild such a that one of the biggest thing. headphone
2: makers in the world doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
0: wonder... I wonder if the, the, it would be possible for them to make it so that their proprietary headphones that are not the PlayStation ones work with PlayStation Link.
1: I don't think so because even the Pulse headphones that you had, they don't work with PlayStation Link. It's only these two new ones new that ones, do, right? And they- and they've said that they are opening it up to other manufacturers, but presumably there's going to be some kind of license fee that goes back to yeah. PlayStation in order to support PlayStation Link. But, I mean,
0: maybe, maybe, like, moving forward, new headsets will will support it. That then. would be
1: my guess, is that the Sony Cause... ones will support PlayStation Link. Like, why wouldn't they? It makes sense. But, the do. one
0: thing I do want to, like, I guess, call out just um, – because, I mean, we'll have to wait until – it's in the wild and we let somebody who's a headphone expert test it but um my understanding is that part of the motivation behind playstation link is to have um uh, higher quality audio sent wirelessly because bluetooth is right. not good quality audio mm, uh, i can believe that, that but like
1: aptx hd which is like the latest um the, the kind of the latest codec that these headphones are using Mm-hmm. That can support HD lossless audio. And Sony have been putting that into their, their like, HD lossless Walkmans. It's in their their headphones. Like They are pretty dead set on it. So I don't understand why they would kind of backtrack, especially considering we had a standard baked into the the PS5 that we've got now and to remove that in favor of their own proprietary thing again, it feels like a step backwards. It's what we had with the PS4 where you couldn't connect Bluetooth to that and you had to buy their headphones and it came with a little USB dongle. But back to that back to that again, it felt like we took one step forward and we've taken two steps back again. And I really wish that this was just a swing and a hit. And it feels like some of these are just swing and misses because I like the device. I think it's a cool looking thing. And I could see myself using it, not for 199 but for 149 Maybe I pick one of these up used when people have got them for Christmas. and, and when like, they yeah, inevitably they go on thing.
0: sale, right? Like, yeah. like probably a year or two after it launches, there'll be a Black Friday sale where it's 50% off. And you're like, okay, $100, I could definitely see, right? Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's yeah way absolutely, yeah.
1: That's a, that's a no-brainer for me because, you know, a dual sense is, is like, what, $70 anyway, and you're yeah. adding a, a big high-resolution high screen in the middle of it. And not to mention the fact that this is presumably going to be a lot, lot lighter than holding yeah. a, a Steam Deck. That's true. And, I hope so, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes that's all I need. It's just something light and easy to play and I, just I to hold it's in also, my hands.
0: It's also worth pointing out. I, two other things I wanted to, I guess, touch on. I think it's worth pointing out that, like, as hardcore people like players that like are into these like enthusiasts hand like a lot of people don't want to download chiaki and have to like hundred percent that yeah. that you know so i think this speaks to that but that step doesn't well. need to
1: happen you know sony could have made that yeah. easy sure. in the yeah. same way that all i need to do in order to play an xbox game wirelessly is go to play.xbox.com in any chromium browser and You're i right. can just play it And i don't need to install anything or do anything i just log into my xbox account and i can go like they could have made it that simple but they decided not to because they want to sell you their own device totally that's the business they're in and i totally get that Mm -hmm. it's a very different approach to microsoft's but it's when it's selling me one device to play a game and then also expecting me to spend another 150 to be able to listen to it wirelessly when i'm in bed so i'm not disturbing my partner that's That's like one step too far for me yeah yeah this
0: is what i'm telling you guys stop using wireless earphones they're not good they don't sound as good get a wired headset but they're you know? so
1: convenient <laughs> and i like them and i'm not going to <laughs> yeah uh
0: the the last thing i wanted to to touch on that i think is interesting is like this price in the context of the like premium controllers that both hmm. console manufacturers uh you know the, the hd boxes um offer right where it's like this thing costs it's basically the same cost it's a little bit less right than their the premium uh, DualSense controller that they just came out with, mm. isn't that? And what 250? happens
1: when? What happens when the sticks drift on this then? Because I can swap <laughs> those out on my premium controller. I don't know. I guess or... I can't really do that on these.
2: Yeah. You hope so.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Good question though. Because they will drift. They definitely <laughs> will.
0: Knock on wood. I've not had that happen with any of my PS5 controllers. I had it happen with one of my Xbox controllers, weirdly enough. Um, mm. But. It's like such a like. Yeah, I had such, such a... on PS4, the... but
2: yeah.
0: Oh, you had, yeah, you had one on the uh, the DualShock 4. Yeah. That's crazy. That's an, another an one. Obviously,
1: Switch. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Switch it's yeah, please right. It's, oh, Switch! On. had on every single one of them. And uh, <laughs> yeah. but those the the Gilly Kit sticks fixed it for me, and I've had no well, problems. I actually problems picked since.
2: up a pair of the Gilly Kit sticks at Gamescom, so I need to install them. How did you find oh, the installation? So great.
1: They are so great. Yeah. Okay. I need to. Steve do the job how,
0: how, how you got on with the installation yeah oh yeah.
1: easy uh, yeah I mean, with the uh, i haven't had no issues but i replaced my sticks on the um on my joy con like six right. times and it's okay. like right across like three different pairs so for me it's like opening a book you're, you're like a you're like a veteran of that yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so easy i i'll talk about it on the steam deck podcast as well but i just bought a fan replacement finally for my steam deck mm-hmm. as well so it's gonna be my first time opening that thing so okay. it may get to a point where I've I've like completely bricked my Steam Deck, so people would have to listen to see if that happens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thankfully you can buy a refurbished model,
1: and uh you know get back. In the I've few. been, tr- you know, I've been trying, but they're sold out. Still, I keep <laughs> refreshing it every couple of days. I'm like, I really want a 64 gig model for 279. Like that's such a good deal. I do sure. really want one, so I can modify yeah. the hell out of it. Absolutely.
0: So uh, I guess to put a pin. Or a period on the uh, the PlayStation Portal conversation here before we get into uh, a little more Gamescom talk, um, or into a little Gamescom talk, I should say. I'm very interested. I wish I knew what Sony's expectations for this device are because I I really think if they look at it as a product that it exists specifically for that very specific user that we were talking about. And, like, they're happy with it just being that in the same way mm. that, like, you know, you'd feel about any other console accessory, right? Yeah. A, a lesser accessory. I don't know. I, I, I wonder, is this a thing we'll look back on and it'll be, like, a quiet success? Or is it going to be a thing that kind of comes out and it's, like, the PlayStation TV or something where you're like, oh, yeah, that's a thing they made.
1: Which is something I don't understand why they don't do, because I do feel like that's another product that would be really great. It's like a portal that's just a stick that I plug into another TV and I can remote play. Or even better, you sell TVs. Why don't you just put a PlayStation Remote Play app on them and like on my Sony Chromecast, my everything with PlayStation. Yeah, Yeah. why can I not do that? That seems like a no brainer too. And it's like these weird little things that they just don't do that makes me think that they do not communicate outside of PlayStation. It's like PlayStation comes up with these ideas and they're not like, oh wait. The other side of our business makes tvs we could just have this like stream to the other That's tvs really in the good house point. like the TV yeah thing it does kind hot. of
2: speak to the kind of vertical structure of the business yeah. or not vertical
0: rather yeah it's weird because like the ps5 and the tvs have a special interaction like that like um a friend of mine bought a, a sony tv and like right. it has um like a, a dedicated ps5 gaming mode right and it like you know it's like oh you know it, it perfectly connects to the technology and takes full, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Who knows how much it actually matters, but they market it that way. And the idea sure. that what you do, like the dongle specifically, that makes so much sense. Why don't they have a Steam Link style dongle? Because that's all this technology is, right? Like theoretically, yeah. right? Why couldn't I just stick one into the TV I have upstairs and you just beam it there instead of to this.
1: Handheld? Yeah, my controller's already connected. So all I need to do is just like, I can just Keep watch a controller it on the upstairs. Other Yeah, yeah.
2: I think in terms of their expectations for the device, it has it has to be modest, right? I mean, it's an accessory, uh, essentially. Yeah. You know, it's, it, they can talk about it as like a hand, standalone handheld, which it isn't. I mean, it's it's but it's an accessory for that's going to appeal to a very limited section. So I don't know, in terms of their expectations, it f- feels to me like one of those projects that kind of had um, a promising start and then kind of just got watered down to where it is now. And it's like, yeah, let's just get it out the door. I don't know, <laughs> speaking for Sony here.
1: No, I can absolutely see that, that yeah. they started with... with- like we could make something cool with this we could make another handheld we could make another playstation portable sure but we'll take some of those so some of those letters off the name and we'll just call it the portal and it only mm. does this one thing and it does a really watered down job of that yes. one thing and it <laughs> it really <laughs> does just like the, a monkey the just the just the checklist keeps getting worse
2: and worse doesn't it yeah
0: scratch that scratch that scratch that yeah it's like the the world's biggest playstation vita fan like sold their soul to like, <laughs> Just want a successor, right? And it's like the monkey paw finger curls, and it's like <laughs> like killer name bit. though, killer name. I like the name. It is cool. The PlayStation yeah. Portal, good name. Yeah. I you know what another thing I would be interested to see is if they do a bundle.
1: I could see that. Mm. I I, f- I kind of feel like they will, and I th- I think that'd be a good Christmas gift. Is like here's the PS5s we're trying to clear out because they're on sale <laughs> again, because we know yeah, the new yeah. ones coming, yeah, in. right? True. and you can get a playstation portal with it or maybe you get the bundle with the headphones and that makes those headphones cheaper maybe yeah. it's like a you know 350 yeah. or something
0: this is like the exact type of bullshit i would love to get for christmas because it's like it is the type of thing where it's there's, like there's no way know. you're
2: spending your own money on it yeah, yeah it's like, i don't
0: know I'm <laughs> gonna, i spent 200 for myself but if somebody yeah. just gave me one i'd be like oh cool all right sweet yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Let's kick like the tires on this friend, thing. See what it can do. Yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. Right. I would love yeah. to put it through its paces. A friend of mine, uh, is getting a play date and it's like showing up next week, I think. And I was like, Oh, amazing. I really want to play one and would not have bought one. So that's mm. perfect. It's
2: the exactly. same with those, um, kind of a sidebar that the analog pocket, they just announced that glow in the dark version, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. And like, there are still people waiting for the shipment of the original when they ordered it, like whenever it was, like a year or two ago. Now, I'd be kind of pissed if I was still waiting on my original and this new special edition glow in the dark one showed up. But yeah,
1: yeah. Are they, <laughs> g- like... they going to let people like swap over? Do you That's think? What I, can I like... write them. And... Where's my upgrade I'd... email,
0: gang? I don't think well... so,
2: but apparently they're going to get all their orders out this week. So, I any mean, yeah, it's it's fine, but whatever. I still be a bit missed. one
0: of those so bad for no reason. Yes, yeah, I do not need one. <laughs>
2: It's why I'm not bullet
0: <laughs> could use it as an instrument though. It's pretty cool. Built in <laughs> <Yeah>, synthesizer. <true. laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about uh, Chris's experience at games.com as well as a couple highlighted bits of news. Uh, but before that, let me remind you that this episode of the flip screen games podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of August. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snacky Go, Ty the Dude, and Waka Hula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Flip Screen Games. You're all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. If you want to get your name added to that list and get a bunch of cool perks and goodies, or you just want to write in and be involved in the show, you can find links to all that and much more over at our website, Flip Dot games, whether you want to join the discord, keep the conversation roll between episodes, whether you want to write in and get your thoughts read on next week's show, however you choose to get involved, whatever you want to do, that is the best place to go. Flipscreen.games, go over there, click on some stuff, it helps us out quite a bit, and it won't cost you a pretty penny.
1: All right, we're back.
0: Let's talk Baldur's Gate 3.
1: Yeah, like- I want to know, Chris, are you playing this? Are you playing Baldur's Gate 3? no i'm gonna be useless in this segment
2: in. i have no context sorry guys He's gotta get in on
1: this game it's so good.
0: <laughs> are you you are you uh you like rpgs sure like yeah. but
2: not like i'm not, no idea
1: all
0: right <laughs>
2: We're, yeah. we're other than the fact what? that everyone seems to be loving it i yeah.
1: mean the story the story here isn't that Baldur's gate 3 is great which it is and we spoke about it on the steam deck podcast last week sure story is and we're that gonna do an episode about it everybody All right?
0: i i know i know I yeah know, i promise Yeah. You know, i know you want one me and steve will talk about it probably next week okay i promise
2: yeah this is probably one of those things that you can bring me up to speed on in terms of like what's actually gone down here with the, the whole kind of xbox and phil spencer thing because this kind of broke while i was at gamescom so i didn't actually read the oh, article okay. Yeah. yeah let's catch you up yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, do you know that it was announced for Xbox? Yeah, and then everyone got fuming because they thought Larry and some sort of like feature parity
2: thing, right? As well, yeah.
1: Well, everyone thought because there was like an announcement at the PlayStation event, and everyone thought it wasn't coming to Xbox because PlayStation had given them a shitload of money and it was now exclusive. But then it came out that that wasn't the case, and the only reason was was because they couldn't get split screen co-op to work on the Series S. Yeah. And in, and in order to release a game on Xbox, apparently, you, you need, need to have the feature same feature power-y. set yeah. right. on yeah. Series S and, and Series X.
0: This is interesting because this is a story we've talked about a couple times on this show. Um, it's been kind of like a quiet developing story over the last, mm. you know, what, two years or whatever, where yeah. every once in a while... terms of how
2: wedded they are to that parity thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and like every once in a while, you get one of these developers that comes out and kind of grumbles about the fact that like the Series S is really hampering development on Xbox and the fact that they are trying to, you know, uh, force a square peg in a round hole when it comes to getting these games to have full feature parity on both devices. It's just not... There's some things that just struggle, right? And, Mm. like, in this scenario, right, you basically handed your biggest competitor a de facto exclusive for one of the Mm. biggest games of the year, highest-rated game on Metacritic this year, just because you wanted to have this budget Box.
1: Yeah. I mean, Phil Spencer disagrees with you on, on in that regard. He did an interview with Eurogamer. I don't know if you saw saw this, Chris, at, at Gamescom. And they spoke about a, a few things, one of which specifically was about the Series S. And Eurogamer said, you mentioned Series S. Is there a future where you have to leave it behind for some titles? Baldur's Gate 3 is a big one this year. And obviously, we're still waiting for the Xbox version of that, where split screen appears to be the issue. It was mentioned recently that Forza Motorsport won't uh, ship with split screen. He said that those two things aren't the same and that Forza Motorsport was never going to have split screen because the team made the decision based on usage and no one played split screen, apparently. Right. Um, and he spoke that he was going to meet with Larian, and he did, and we'll talk about the solution that they came to. But sure. he said, I don't see a world where we drop S. In terms of parity, I don't think you've heard that from us or Larian that this was about parity. I okay. think that's more that the community is talking about it. There are features that ship on X today that do not ship on S, even from our own games, like ray tracing that works on X, but it's not on S in certain games. So for instance, mm, that's an kind S of a customer, different conversation, but yeah. They spent <laughs> yeah, right. They spent roughly half what the X customer bought and they understand that it's not going to run the same way.
2: Hmm.
1: So that's all well and good.
0: I this is double talk. Right? Yeah, because like, it's it's
2: it's a technical feature versus a content feature. Content exactly. Play. Yeah, and yeah. and
0: that's not what we're talking about, right? And yeah. like him saying like, oh, I think like like this is a, a fan thing where people are like misunderst like they're they're losing the thread. That's not what's happening. Like Larian said that the game that they want to put it out on Xbox and that the reason they can't is because they were not satisfied with the state of co op on Xbox Series S. I mm. don't care what Phil says. That's what they said, and I believe that. Because what reason do they have sure. to say be... otherwise? Yeah. yeah, right. To say otherwise. And if it worked, the f- game would be out, right? Yeah, like, they're
2: not going to leave money on the table, are they? Yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely not. So, yeah. Like, the idea that what he's doing here is talking around the issue, right? Mm. And being like, oh, this is normal. Like, you, if you own an S, you understand that it's not the same experience. Yeah, mm. when it comes to technical Things like that, right? I'm not expecting ray tracing. I'm not expecting 4K. I didn't sign up for that. What you did tell me was that every game that runs on Xbox Series X will run on Xbox Series S. And it'll be the same experience. What you're compromising mm. is performance, is, is you know, the extra technical bells and whistles. But the core mm. gameplay experience is going to be the same. That yep. is how you marketed this device. And to try and say anything else is duplicitous. And like mm. I, I think it's because he doesn't want to admit that this is a problem, right? There's no comfortable way for him to say, Yeah, you know, we really, really uh got well, yeah. egg in our face on this one. A lot of yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of developers are upset about it, you know. I heard rumblings out of Gamescom from plenty of folks who were there in attendance that there are many developers talking about how they do not like the Xbox Series S. All
1: right. Yeah, and I mean, I think maybe this is gonna be the start of a change in policy. In that regard, it sounds like, yes, they do want to make split-screen co-op happen. And and it, from an IGN interview that also happened at Gamescom, um, it came out that Xbox has, has sent developers to Larian to assist in getting that feature set across the line. But okay. Bill did have a conversation with um, with the CEO of Larian, right, while, while he was at Gamescom. Do you want? Yeah, do you want to read the, the statement we have from Larian here? Steve? Yeah, so so the statement from Larian says, "Super happy to confirm that after meeting Phil Spencer yesterday, we found a solution that allows us to bring Baldur's Gate 3 to Xbox players this year. Still, something we've been working towards for quite some time. All improvements will be there with split screen co-op on Series X. The Series S will not feature split screen co-op, and it, but it will include cross-save progression between Steam and Xbox Series." So it's the one thing that they said all along that was the sticking point that was the problem that we cannot get split-screen co-op to work on the Series S because the performance just isn't there. Then now given a free pass to uh, release it without it. So the the feature set is going to be different on Series X and Series S. Do we think this is a problem? No. (laughs) I never thought it was a problem. I never understood why it was a problem. I never understood the policy on it. You get the same game, you just can't play co-op, split-screen co-op. It's a marketing issue at the end of the day. Yeah, that's it's a marketing it is. issue. It's
2: a bit of a messy one, but it's, yeah. it's
1: it's. I, it's... I guess that's the thing, though, right? Is like,
0: I don't know, does, I mean, that, dam- does that damage this product's image? You know, because it's like... I don't,
1: I don't think so. I mean, it's a niche game. I kind of feel like this is a niche way people are going to play this game anyway. It's split-screen co-op on a TV, on a Series S yeah i i I, I, th- I don't think that is a massive issue and it's digital only i feel like they can get that across easily in the digital store that split screen co-op's not available with this or it is available with this on the console That's that true. you're currently playing on but they can get the feature set across and if they're still working to get it on there at mm. some point it means that people can still play the game while it's hot while it's fresh and they can they can play uh with friends on other platforms without missing out and and they can kind of play split screen further down the line if they want to but i don't know anyone playing this split screen no one
2: yeah i mean i think like if they get it across the line and if the feature ends up being there then yeah great um but in terms of your question about whether it harms the kind of overall image of the of the s um probably but not with the kind of core audience that it matters for i guess um because the The people who are going to moan and bitch about this are the people who probably own an x you know um it's one of those weird things but um as time goes on and if this becomes more kind of an accepted thing then yeah it will be seen as like the run of the litter oh don't get that one that one can't do xyz you know so
0: yeah i mean that's that's, kind of how i'm i'm left feeling about it and i kind of already felt that way about that device i that was like steve and i were i think on pretty opposite sides of the fence when it was revealed of like i don't think it's a good device like I, i totally understand Like we have a a quote here from Phil where he's saying having an entry level price uh, point for a console sub $300 is a good thing for the industry. I think it's important. The Switch has been able to do that. And, you know,
1: it's important. I agree. I think it's not just important for the industry. I think it's important for Xbox. And we found out that Mm. more than 50%, especially in Japan, have been Series S's that they're selling. It's a cheap entry point into that ecosystem. You can pick one up. Used, you can get these for like a hundred quid in the UK. It's ridiculous. Yeah, which is and, nuts. And you can then pick up Game Pass, and you can play the games that you want. Well, that's, the storage. That, that was it for me. I mean, I yeah. had no interest in picking up an next gen
2: console because I was quite content with my Nintendo Switch. But then, Halo Infinite came along, and believe it or sure. not, I actually tried it first on my iPad, like over cloud streaming, and that's I was so like, yeah, okay, cool. I need, I need to play this game. So I went and got an S because I wasn't that invested. And you know, I saw I just play Game Pass games, and it's been great. But, um yeah it's it's the lesser of the of the two you know it's
1: but but if it's not your primary console it's not the main place you're playing if it's the secondary Mm. device which i think Mm. the s is for a lot of people yeah yeah. it's a way for you to pick up a console and play starfield and then maybe never go back to it if that's all you ever want to play
2: on yeah and it's kind of one of those things like where if, if like say for example cloud the xbox cloud stuff becomes you know usable to the scale like that they want it to be then the s is solves that problem because you can play in any game on it and it doesn't matter so
0: yeah yeah that's a good point it's mm. funny like i feel like it's very similar to the conversation we just had about the portal where it's like it's just a matter of like what you're looking to get out of the device yeah it's and for someone
1: it... but it's not for for me me or you yeah, yeah. but I'm just like someone
0: because like i look at it i'm like man like here's a whole thing i how much on unit memory is
1: there on the s again there was 512 but they've now got a terabyte version right
0: okay so even with the 512 you're safe but because i'm like i feel like that's going to fill up so quick man gate. it will gate, fill up i mean Baldur's you're, gate you're is, is a fifth of that already you'll get <laughs> you starfield
1: on there and then maybe like one other game yeah and that's yeah it. and it's, but, you but, but you i think like that's fine point. i think most people play one game at a time or even yeah. one game a year Like you might have fortnite installed on there and it's in your kids bedroom yeah. and that's all that they play yeah and that's all that matters and yeah, it, no, does, it right. really doesn't matter i think a lot of these are secondary devices for people it's not their primary console
0: i think mm. with this one i'm just like it just feels like another chip in the armor where i'm like so why would you buy this one and it's like i guess it is just because it's so much cheaper right but it's like that is pay- then like are you going to pay to expand the memory and then you know it's now like as we get deeper in the generation are there
1: more and more things it can't do and but yeah again, i mean the memory doesn't
0: care i guess the
1: the, mem- the memory is a big thing i mean 512 gigabytes was not enough the terabyte model makes a lot more sense for the i think it's 50 quid more in the uk it's 299 yeah. instead of 249 um, even still, that's under 300 quid. I think it's still, I think it's 299 in the US as well. It's under 300 quid and you've got a one terabyte model. I wish, and, and at launch, I, I loved the approach that Xbox did where they had the solution at launch with the cards and you can plug them in and it was great and it was easy. I really wish now that they had followed what PlayStation did and let anyone put whatever SSD they wanted in there because... Mm. That is a big problem and it's gonna become a bigger problem as the generation goes on as games get larger and larger.
2: Yeah.
1: Those cards are really expensive and you can only get them from two manufacturers that are licensed by Microsoft. Whereas I can go and buy any SSD and shove it in a PlayStation. I can pick up like a a one terabyte drive for like sixty quid on sale and put it in a PlayStation. Those drives cost almost two hundred quid in the UK. Mm For, for xbox and that's yeah that's insane that's an insane amount of money to spend on a, on a piece of memory and it's weird that it's microsoft
2: doing it not sony after all There,
1: yeah. <laughs> Mem- yeah memory card yeah. nonsense yeah. yeah
2: yeah
0: very anti-consumer weird decision yeah it's like huh <laughs> this uh this episode rhymes in an interesting way you know
1: mm. yeah it's like both of them make make weird choices at times i think the series s from a business perspective for them makes sense on a lot of levels yeah good price point the the chips that weren't good enough to go in a series x they downclock them they shove them in yeah. a series s and they they sell them on and they're not left with a Been yield them. of chips yeah. that can't do anything so they can ship more and more consoles than um any competitor could and during the chip shortage i think that was really important for them it mm, helped yeah helped get them through it whereas we saw playstations were constantly out of stock also could be a popularity thing there but series s never seemed to go out of stock it was like always in stock unless it was on sale and then it was yeah (laughs) gone for weeks i mean on sale is like under 200 dollars you're like are you really not gonna pay one i thought and considered when we were streaming constantly oh my gosh should i just buy another one like buy a (laughs) series s for up here and it was it was the first time it was 50 dollars off
0: and it was like 150 i'm like i could do that that's not that bad like (laughs)
2: almost impulse
0: (laughs) yeah and it's like with game pass you're like yeah you know all right you'll get some use out of that thing yeah i like the device well i'm interested to see long term i guess what this means right like this compromise is this open the floodgates
1: for folks to? i think that's Mm. my biggest concern is is does this give developers a free pass not to bother with the series s like are we not going to see features coming or is this going to be on a case-by-case basis where you have to have a meeting at gamescom with phil spencer and, and basically <laughs> phil spencer has to has to come up with a solution because i think if it's sort of been a totally different story if boulders get to come out and it landed with a flop and it was okay yeah and no one's really bothered about the game coming to xbox anymore because yeah. it only caught like six out of ten on on metacritic or whatever People will be like, oh, whatever. I don't really care then. Can but yeah, it's come Play out stations. and been like shit hot and
2: everyone's talking about it. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's a real big miss for Microsoft. It looks like they, they've got egg on their face. It's just like, mm. oh, we've missed out on this because of a literally just because of a, a policy that we've mm. got that we can't release it because it's got to be the same on both uh, both skews. And then just makes to flip no on sense. it. So, yeah. yeah. And then just to flip on it. But you, they only flipped on it because it's a really good game and everyone's mm. talking about it and everyone wants it and it's bad PR for them. Yeah, but it's
0: like, it's like, what do you draw the line? It's like your game scores high enough on Metacritic, and we're like, eh, hey, whatever. The rules don't apply, you know. Like, it's like it reminds me of like when Sony was like, oh, you got to pay to play games that are online, unless it's Fortnite, like whatever, yeah. like you know, who cares? Yeah, bizarre. Okay. Sure, you know, and <laughs> it's it just, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Like, I, I, I don't think that this is gonna help its popularity amongst developers because you got to imagine if you were one of the developers that struggled to get your game on xbox because yeah. it wouldn't run on series s and then now they're like oh larian gets a pass though okay cool maybe you we think so you don't xbox.
1: think there's going to be a bunch of people positive who are just like oh thank god we can finally drop that I, one feature that was coming to x that will not run on s and we I can think finally it depends just get on how rid flexible they are I think, it, mm.
0: I think if you can just go to them and be like hey look 90% feature parity, but like this one thing doesn't work, or we can't get this it, like and it's that simple. And you know, um, the new the new party line from Xbox is well, you bought a series S. You knew you were a second class citizen. This is fine. Yeah. Then I mean okay, that doesn't
1: sound great, does it? That, no, you know, I don't, I like, mean, that don't like that. Great. Yeah. But that's what hey, he
0: said we'll right? So it's like <laughs> if if that's how they pot like position it and it's just, that's what we're doing moving forward, it's like, okay, but I I, I don't think that feels great if you're one of the people that shelled out for it. But let's talk more about Gamescom. Chris, Mm -hmm. you went to Gamescom.
2: I did. Yeah, it was my first time.
0: First time. you think? yeah.
2: It was kind of overwhelming in a way because like, it's like the biggest gaming convention in the world now with the death of E3 and there was like 360,000 people there or something crazy um, in the course of the week. Um, But it's just nonstop. I was so busy. I had like, 15 20 meetings or something, so it's back to back. I didn't get a chance to breathe, um, but it was all good fun, yeah. Um, saw so much stuff, and it was like we were, I went to opening night like live as well. Um, it was funny because you sat down like three rows from back from where like Phil Spencer was sat, and I was like, Oh, look, there's Phil Spencer. And like within 10 seconds, he was mobbed by about 40 dudes trying to get selfies. I was like, Poor guy, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went up just to have a look, and um, sat next to where Phil Spencer was, was like Ed Boon, the Mortal Kombat guy, and like no one was asking him for selfies. I felt a bit sorry for him, um. Did you ask anyone, him for one Then <laughs> I no, I didn't because he was sat down. I didn't want to disturb him. But um, it was just well, weird because like I'll like,
0: oh, I'll I'll give him I'll ask him for a selfie. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad. One there. guy did,
2: and he he seemed quite like um, amused by the fact that you know Phil was getting all this attention, and he was just like he's, he was humbled about it. I think. Um, so yeah, <laughs> ONL Weird kind of thing about ONL was like obviously um, if you watched the live stream, like the, the stage got invaded, didn't it? Early on again like seriously
1: yeah. jeff can't catch a break with this like seriously yeah get like bouncers on the side well this is the,
2: the thing like because when mean? we went in when we went into the event we, we went through like a metal detector and stuff there was there was security but then i was like milling around before the show started and i went right up to the stage like you know where that piano was at the beginning i was like i was taking pictures of that piano I was right on the stage so there's zero security yeah i was just i was just surprised by that like you think the beat, and yeah, it took a, it took a while for someone to get on stage as well like jeff was on his own for like a good 10 seconds you know so it's
0: weird to have cuz like just like knowing what i know about live event production right sure. like it's like i could imagine a scenario where you do what you would do at like a live concert right where it's mm. a bigger venue and you have a gap between the yeah. stage and you have but like that doesn't work for filming like mm. the front row of people are there right like yeah. it's ah, it's the it's one of those tricky of, things. It, it's really shitty and, and like I, I just really hate like this type of like internet behavior Yeah because he
2: didn't he didn't even have a message it's just some meme bullshit right so Yeah it's yeah.
0: like just a person clout chasing who's like yeah, Let yeah me yeah. fuck up this event that doesn't no give people spent money and time putting together and ruin this moment for everybody in the audience and it's just Mm. like it's like the most profoundly like you know look at me type
2: stuff and it's super entitled nonsense yeah
0: yeah exactly (laughs) and it's like you're only making it harder to have events like that safely and like we already have so few of them left you know it's Mm. like can we not like? Can you not ruin Gamescom to like have your fifteen seconds of fame on TikTok? Like,
2: pretty much. So yeah, that was kind of a weird thing. I was I was just kind of surprised at how lax it was. But hey, uh, yeah, the show itself was 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 great. Um, my highlight from RNL at least, and probably like the show in terms of what was announced was that um, what's it called? Thank goodness you're here. Is it the the, um, the new
1: Panic Game? Yeah, the kind yeah, of um, Panic Game.
2: It's like Northern England kind of black comedy mm-hmm. game adventure game it looks great
1: yeah they call um, it then what do they call it a slap former slap right yeah, like, yeah 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 okay
0: i, I okay. i'm familiar yeah because it's like very slapstick slapstick kind of cartoony comedy yeah.
1: yeah
2: i was like picking up on little like vibes oh there's like a red phone box and there's like a red they're, thing then the there's another
1: game today panic is on, on fire i'm really i oh, really? they're, they're kind of doubling down on the the game publishing stuff because mm. i thought it was going to be a, a a one and done thing with firewatch yeah and then the untitled goose game was a hit they've got Noor coming out for, for playstation 5 they've got like play three date. other games that they've announced the play date like, they've got so much going yeah on. they're keeping busy they're for wacky. sure they're a wacky yeah.
0: company they're cool
1: yeah. yeah. And then I use transmit every single day. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those weird
2: things. I'm like sat there watching like opening that live and I'm like, oh look, a Mac developer, what's going on? <laughs> oh no wait It's yeah, yeah. It's they do games now. <laughs> sure. Um, but hey. Um so yeah, that was that. And like like I said, I had like a ton of meetings throughout the week. Saw some really cool games. Um any other times? Yeah, there was Still Wakes the Deep, and I'm not into horror games, but this looks really cool. Um it's out next year. Uh It's like a adventure kind of horror game set on a oil rig in the 1970s in the North Sea. Oh, um okay. I remember so, this one. Um, Yeah. So if you've got like fear of the sea and the ocean and stuff, maybe avoid this one. But um yeah, I was watching like a, a, a meeting demo of that and the voice acting in it is really, really good because they've nailed kind of like the, the Scottish lingo. Um So if you're familiar with like the Glaswegian and like all that sort of kind of, yeah I, I'm, not cool. butcher, I'm, I'm not gonna butcher i'm not gonna butcher i'm not gonna butcher a scottish like you thought that. It's okay. I, I, I did it, you i did I, I considered it, it for a second but Fine. no i'm not gonna do it <laughs> but yeah <laughs> really enjoyed that the
1: team that that made dear esther right chinese um, room everybody's yeah. gone to the rapture oh
0: cool mm.
2: Mm.
1: awesome
2: um so yeah that was really good and another one which is kind of like an indie game that kind of took me by surprise to be honest because I, I didn't know much about it, it was it's a game called quadroids um and it's a puzzle game that completely messes with your head in that it's it, it's like it looks like you're playing a multiplayer game because the the screen is split into four sections but you're controlling all four screens at once and oh, no yeah like each button on your controller is kind of dedicated to each quadrant of the screen and like a character will move between them and you've got to like do some platforming puzzle platforming kind of as they move automatically between each screen so you'll be playing you'll be pressing lb up there here rb up there xy or whatever it may be i can't remember but really messed with my head and i really enjoyed it really really are they inventive are constantly
1: moving like they're yeah. moving like lemmings
2: yeah exactly like that yeah um and you got a time you you got a time time it could be
1: really challenging as you get further into the game
2: yeah i was speaking to the developer it's just a solo developer doing this and he he said there's like i think i think it's like 150 levels but i might be wrong on that but he said like he'd probably like workshopped in his head like four four five hundred levels that he had to just scrap because they didn't work but really kind of inventive uh, stuff so yeah it's going to melt your head but i'm really looking forward to that one
0: it's that's wild to me man like (laughs) i like um after reading i I think it's something he says in blood sweat and pixels jason trier has like a line where he's like it's a miracle any video game gets made Mm. i i think you add a multiplier on that when it's a single person developer yeah a puzzle game though it's like yeah I i feel like that requires such a very specific type of mind to be like let me come up with an idea for a mm. puzzle game and then come up with more than 500 levels. Cause you had to yeah. throw four to 500 out cause you got into it. And you're like, actually this yeah. doesn't work. Like yeah. this is a not a good puzzle It's like, yeah. how do you, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how hard it is to, develop that Go and through then that, yeah. test it and be like is this satisfying how, exactly. how do you know if a puzzle's fun if you came up with the solution well
2: that's that's exactly what he said he's like this this has been really valuable this week to see people actually play these because i i don't know if you're gonna just be it you don't know what's in my head so it's, it's one of those weird yeah, things right uh, to, that, to, yeah right exactly and to add to the kind of complexity of it obviously you start off with one character kind of moving between the four screens but it, i think it goes up to like four or five characters on screen that you have to control kind of simultaneously God. with four buttons so yeah message you had. um that's, kind of, that's crazy i think end of the year but um yeah that was kind of one of my highlights for sure
0: that's cool what's that one called again
2: uh quadroids, quadroids. yeah
1: it looks it looks really cool this is, seems like the most inventive puzzle game i've seen since Baba is you in terms yeah. of this like style in the puzzler mm. uh and similarly i just i don't know how they came up with some of the puzzles in that like yeah i how couldn't do that game my head with, yeah yeah i couldn't <laughs> have got through it without walkthrough and some of them mm. <laughs>
2: um what else did i see oh um yeah my my, my my colleague kevin he tried this thing called the i don't know how you pronounce it it's owo i don't know if it's owo or something know, but it's called an OO suit and it's basically like a haptic suit that you wear to when you're playing VR which will they they said it's not vibration but like haptics or whatever right so he he tried it on and um they were talking us through the demo and saying like, oh, so you'll feel certain things. So like when you get shot, you'll feel the bullet go in and then you'll feel the bullet come out on the other side.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Uh, okay. Yeah. With like
2: vibration. And she's like, oh, it's like, you're, cause they're going to have a partnership with Assassin's Creed Mirage, I think it is. Um, so like if someone stabs you, you'll feel the knife go in and then you'll also feel them twist it. Um, and then you'll feel the blood kind of trickle down your, your, your chest or whatever. So that's crazy. crazy stuff. And, um, there's like, there's like a companion app to like set it up and stuff for like the VR. and." the guy demoing it was saying, oh, what sort of intensity do you want? It goes all the way up to like 80 on this scale. And my, my my colleagues like, oh, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. going!" I want to see how far it goes. And his arms start shaking like this, just uncontrollably. I'm like, okay, maybe that's too high. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he was saying how like immersive it was for like the VR side of thing, because he was there playing um, some like 3d shooter in VR. And because he could feel himself getting shot in the back, he knew instinctively to turn around and shoot the guy behind him. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was really, really fascinating. I mean, it's it's an expensive um, piece of kit. It's like 400 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And I think they're going to struggle to get buy-in, especially on console from like developers and stuff. But on PC, they have some kind of mod community. So you can just kind of patch it into stuff. But really interesting like, product.
0: I feel like stuff like that is so interesting. Like, I feel like the most interesting application of tech like that is not consumer tech. Like, yeah. I think well, something this like is that, is, like a theme park, right? Or like, yeah. yeah. Like, the next evolution of like laser tag, right? Yeah, like I think.
2: um, stick. Yeah, we we yeah. were speaking to them, and it's, it, the whole product was kind of born out of this kind of fitness thing. So originally it was like a device you was using in the gym and stuff. So it kind of has a different legacy of kind of where it came from. But yeah, this is the application they were kind of showing it off, and it was it was kind of wild.
0: I'm imagining, I'm imagining like a it's like a workout program where it's like someone's chasing you with a knife, you know? And it's like you can <laughs> feel get them stabbed. stabbing you, run faster. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, so. one of the games that says it works when it's super hot, so I could, I could see that. Like, you oh, just...
0: that would be awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. and it, it just kind of got my
2: kind of my mind racing as kind of what you could do in terms of like, the ultimate vr setup because you know you get those like weird like spot treadmills you can get can't you like yeah shoes, yeah shoes that's the suit uh, yeah, yeah the whole thing that's I what know. i
0: want like i want mm. i feel like that's like would be so cool in a controlled environment where it's like mm. everybody goes and we all strap in and it's like you know you're 10 people in a room and you can yeah. hear you know like, plug
2: into the matrix yeah exactly yeah
0: yeah and like you know throw on like um a microphone and then like bust it in like 3d audio so that it's like contextual where you are in the map yeah that would be back. sweet like that would be so much cooler you know because like you know the amount of stuff you need to buy to like have that experience but then also like what games are even going to support all that stuff mm. whereas like you know if you have a warehouse somewhere where they're building like you know, a couple different specific video game like type encounters that you could, you know, go in and act out or whatever. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah.
2: It's definitely one of those things that would lend themselves well to that sort of like experience type thing that you go to. Yeah. Cause then you haven't got to buy all that expensive kit. So,
0: yeah. And like you can accentuate it more with like, like AR, you know, like mm. if, if you are like in a physical space, like you could have a fog machine, right? Like you could, yeah. you know, you could have like lights that are like, you know, or like you could have like physical. You know, uh, like items in the room kind of that then you project. The space, yeah, on. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't. Yeah. know. I, I feel like that's like such a an interesting um, angle for like where that tech could go long term. Mm. I, can, I can't, yeah. I can't, imagine. Like you said, I can't imagine a lot of console developers being like, "Yeah, no. we'll, we'll develop the uh, <laughs> the AR suit attachment."
2: Yeah, I think the the only one they got buy in with is is Assassin's Creed on the console, so.
1: Well, i mean ubisoft up. to buy into any trend these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah they yeah. see something they're just like sure go on we'll then. give it a go, so give happy it a go. To
0: do that right like they, yeah. they, that was like the first game ever like that you could cloud stream they're like yeah you can play mm. assassin's creed 3 and google chrome because i don't know reasons <laughs> why not
1: <laughs> i yeah. want to know how the ubisoft nfts are going like did anyone mm. make a good investment there on their like rainbow six nfts or have we all forgotten about those i think we've all forgotten about that i think
0: it's yeah. like us to all forget about them <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah. someone was showing me some kind of um nfc hardware device at Gamescom, and they were like oh it's nfc not nft it's the right one i'm like okay just <laughs> <Like laughs> they're very keen it's to fun. stress we that to yeah cool. <laughs> exactly they're very keen to stress that point yeah <laughs> yeah
0: i imagine that's a common issue for them yeah mm. So, um, uh, what else
2: did I play? I mean, I've, I gave uh, Prince of Persia a go. That looks really fun. Reminded me of Metroid yeah. Dread in a, in a really good way.
1: Okay, uh, looking, love to looking hear
2: forward, that. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Weird. Kind of Nintendo's presence at Gamescom was just weird to me, um, because they, obviously their booth they had Splatoon two on the on the play floor. Um, odd, and like you. Zell, yeah. Um. Uh, sorry, three. Obviously. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what? um. <laughs> yeah. Tears of the kingdom everybody wanted to switch when i walked past that and no one was playing it um and they had prince of persia at their booth which had the longest line so it makes sense but their booth was weird and like why are you there and then obviously in well, the they business have area like
1: anything like mario wonder or anything i kind of thought they no, would have nothing. seen playable versions of that no
2: it was a very odd booth uh, like their presence there was a bit odd to me and then they had like a big booth in the, the business area and who knows what was going on in there
1: yeah i've heard rumors that, mm, that me too um, <laughs> they've they've been showing things but then i also saw that um nate the hate said like no that didn't happen the press didn't see anything but yeah. developers were also at gamescom so i could see that the developers maybe saw yeah, something yeah i've heard mixed things
2: tools. but i i mean i want to drink the kool-aid but i don't think i don't think they did anything. i think we would have heard something if it had happened yeah who knows
0: that or chris signed an nda
2: you know yeah I no i i, I tried no. and I, they were very polite and told me to you know sling my
1: hook so, hey. <laughs> you, you, you know i hope you're wearing that shirt when you went in you oh yeah. maybe, maybe you just have the confidence uh, and you just walk in there as if you're an employee this is this is the problem i
2: wore this shirt to the um switch like Reveal event back in 2017 or whatever it was uh, in Manchester, and obviously all of the staff were wearing the exact same thing. So I got <laughs> confused for like a member of staff about three or four times. It was an, a bit of an error to wear a Nintendo Switch shirt to the, that event. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that happens to be a weird amount at events, right? Like I'm i um, like I've had like I had that I was at play play NYC a couple of weeks ago, and I had that where somebody was like asked me a question. I was like, I'm not, I don't work here. Like I, yeah. I'm just here. Just got the look. You walk <laughs> around with confidence and people are like, surely you must know something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, I wanted to pull a question from uh, one Andrew Valentine who wrote in. Uh, Andrew wrote in with a couple of questions. We hit on a couple of them already, but one I wanted to touch on was, what's the general vibe? of gamescom entry asks like have you been to other events like i know you said this was your first gamescom have you been mm. to pax have you been to other of those types of events is it similar to those you know I've been, you been to more like, oriented around press i've
2: been to like a fair few kind of stuff in the uk but this is like years ago now like when there used to be stuff in the like the excel center down in london but um and the, there's, there's yeah, one up the in two, scotland the two big uh,
1: ones we've got in the uk are egx and insomnia
2: yeah, um, I've not been to those,
1: but I'm talking
2: about like I was I was reminiscing like one of the earliest ones I can remember going to it was like playing a demo for Halo Two, so that shows you how long ago that was. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, and there was an event up in the in Scotland I used to go to as well, where I saw Peter Moore give a talk. So that again, that ages me. Um, <laughs> Wait, but, which
1: which talk was it? Was it the one where, where he was bullshitting he, about the Connect uh, game?
2: He, no, this was when he was at a- EA. So um, after that, yeah. Oh my God, we're talking um, about
0: Spore yeah <laughs> the most ambitious um, game in history
2: but in terms of like my gamescom experience it was a bit of a nightmare if i went onto the public sh- show floor because it was so so busy i was like i'm gonna catch covid here so i was busting out the mask when i was walking through the public areas and stuff because it was it was really really busy um wall-to-wall people uh especially on the on the saturday and the, the fr- not on the saturday on the friday um But yeah, the business areas were nice and quiet. So that was fine. (laughs) But yeah, in terms of the vibe, like it was, it was good. Like, you know, there was a lot to see and a lot to do. And like, there's obviously spent a lot of money because man, the show was impressive. Yeah.
1: And I guess it's more fan centric, but there are those business areas that where your most of your meetings were taking place, like in the business area. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was like a business area, the press area. And, um, I had like one meeting that was on the show floor and uh, didn't last very long because I could barely hear a thing. Poor guy was trying to do his demo on the show floor. It was just not going well for him. But hey.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's an just nice like you're in a nightclub just trying yeah, to Yeah, pretty a, much. Play there was area. like literally
2: some guy like throwing things off the stage to people to catch. Like, I say games, you say carmen. It's like, okay, I can't deal with this. <laughs> Part- party zone. <laughs> but, yeah, it was good. It was good. I had a good time. Awesome. I'd go so again for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was gonna be my next question. You, you 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 plan on going again?
2: Yeah, I'd like to. It was it was good fun. Um uh, nice trying to, to get out I'm there. I'm trying to drag
0: just... Steve to it next year. I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to justify flying
2: out. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And um obviously it was the first time I'd ever met Kevin as well, face to face. So um that was nice. Oh, uh, that's he's awesome. my kind of he's my co founder at Overkill a website that we run together. Like uh, have you guys ever met face to no. face? No, no, we were so meant to
1: last year, but uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't make it to be so I don't
2: know. So you go, Gamescom next year, get it in the diary. <laughs> Although, already, yeah, the, already, the hotels are insanely priced, so,
1: yeah. Do the, have they, like, announced the date, or is it, like, when... Yeah, they have. I can't yeah. remember the dates, yeah. but they have announced them, yeah. That's cool, because, like, I know yeah. for Glastonbury, people just, like, guess, and they're like, I'm going to try and guess when off. the date yeah. is and book yeah. a hotel here. Bold. Yeah. If you get it right, though, like, you can resell your booking and yeah, get a lot awesome. of money.
0: <laughs> right, I mean, like you can cancel up to a certain date, right? So it's like you know, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe yeah. Out. We
2: we didn't actually even stay in Cologne. We stayed in like a place like half an hour away. Just just it was too expensive, otherwise.
0: All right. So here's the thing, Chris. We have a little segment on this show currently called the Question Block, and we got a couple questions. No, you know, normally I save the Nintendo stuff for Nintendo Noise, but of course the folks knew you were coming on. They know you from switch weekly they mm-hmm. want to hit you with some nintendo questions you down okay down okay a couple of these before we yeah even let's, wrap do it, up? let's do it all right so this this is a, another question from andrew valentine uh we got two i'll ask the first one it's a quick one any plans to introduce a video component to the output of switch weekly
2: uh right well i've got a youtube channel i very rarely upload um probably not in earnest i mean it's one of those things youtube's a tough game Mm-hmm. um we're trying to make a success of it on overkill as well so um now i've got somebody else kind of like keeping me accountable it's a little bit sure. easier but when i'm flying solo it's it's a grind man so um i don't want to be negative but yeah that's probably the reality of it
1: hey yeah <laughs> i can there? i can respect that i mean you know we struggle with with youtube and then like we're trying to like figure out tiktok and mm. instagram and shorts you can and, only like, be so many so places, many places. Yeah. who knows what's next yeah
0: so yeah that's why we stop streaming all the time right because it's just like th- there were like we're pushing a boulder up a hill here <laughs> yeah pretty
2: much exactly
0: uh and then one last question from andrew there's a broad consensus on the best case scenario for switch two same mm. but better with backwards compatibility but mm-hmm. i've asked the other hosts before what's your pitch for the worst case scenario so mm. andrew specifically asked us to try to design our worst case scenario for a nintendo switch two what do you think what's 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 like the announcement they can make where you're like your heart sinks and you're like oh no
2: it's some sort of like the thing is like i'm kind of in a rock and a hard place on this because like like you said you want it to be this um kind of continuum of what's come before it you know switch to play it safe that's kind of the consensus everyone wants but, but the thing is with Nintendo, isn't it? It's like the worst case scenario could also be the best case scenario. You just don't know until you see it. And that's kind of the fear of it all. It's like they could announce some crazy gimmick waggle crap, but that mm-hmm. might also be great. You just don't know. It's like, it's, you know, you remember back to the, when the Switch was announced and we all saw one, two Switch and like this crazy controller that had an IR sensor in it and this new HD tech. Yeah, in
1: inside.
2: So. Yeah, exactly. Oh and it was kind of that kind of thing again where you're like, oh, is this, going to be weird but no it's fine um even like I this guess, is the
0: nature of the switch itself i remember being mm-hmm. like there's no way it's going to be that quick right like there's yeah. no way you just pull it out or drop it in and it just and goes yeah. on it's like and it was it does, though.
2: bam yeah so in terms of what i think the worst case scenario would be i think it, the biggest thing for me is just if they just abandoned the platform that they developed and the, the kind of backwards compatibility with it all i know it's a really boring answer but um
1: it's that just that was too yeah, yeah it's that, just leaving that, behind just, what they yeah. built
2: Because they've got such Um, a strong
1: foundation now. And for me, it was also doing nothing to address Joy-Con Drift. It mm. stays the same sure. and we just continue going forwards with the yeah. same
2: crappy It'd be nice if they had like hall sensing joysticks in the, in the next one. But um, in terms of like it being a disappointment, I think, yeah, it's just some weird gimmick that alienates what they're kind of built on before and they start from scratch completely. And it's an uphill battle because the, the game has changed. I mean, the Switch came in and like legitimized the form factor and now other players are doing it. I mean, not, to the same level at all i mean like nintendo aren't worried about the steam deck at all are they it's it's small fry comparatively but it's obviously in part of that conversation and stuff especially around the indie stuff so it's tough
1: yeah i think no no wild
2: predictions but it's tough
1: yeah (laughs) the the other thing i i um i think i mentioned was paying to upgrade every single game so it will work on the Mm. switch too so you're like oh i want to play tears of the kingdom but it doesn't just work i've got to pay another dollars in order to play that online
2: (laughs) yeah and it's one of those things like you could totally see nintendo doing that but
1: yeah
0: or or uh, not letting you do it at all yeah this is the thing like oh you want to play it yeah buy the deluxe version
2: so unpredictable and i'm fascinated to know how they make this next transition because i think it's really really tricky for them i mean they're in a good place but i think it's the hardest part for them is probably the timing and getting the messaging right on what it is because their last transition was a nightmare wasn't it so yeah
0: yeah and I mean, that's that's the thing right like we we did a whole episode about it when that first story came out where it's like they've historically struggled to to mm. transition from generation to generation right like yeah you know we had the nes to super nintendo i think is the only one where it's has well. bigger <laughs> yeah, yeah right where it's game boy to game boy advance drop off three uh ds 3ds drop off we to we you drop off so yeah it it's it's certainly a risk um what about yeah. the
1: micro though that would have been such a huge success <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know this th- that that thought there chris is a, is a good jumping off point for this next question uh a, a couple questions uh this comes from syrian three over on the discord who wrote it and said what are your thoughts about the future of switch the existing fan base will of course join the bandwagon when switch 2 is released but how will they attract a new player base when switch was mm-hmm. released there really wasn't much competition in the handheld market now nintendo yeah. find themselves up against beefy units like valve steam deck and the Asus ROG Ally. Imagine yep. you've decided you're going to get a new handheld. Which one would you get? I honestly don't see why you would go with a Switch 2 unless the hardware mm. gives you something the others don't. And given their hardware track record, I don't see that happening. Or are the exclusive titles like Super Mario and Zelda enough to tip the scale.
2: Um, I think, yeah, All right, off the bat. The unique IP it definitely is enough to tip the scale for Nintendo because that's always what's tipped for scale and got the ball rolling at least yes. software um, is what
0: sells hardware like that's yeah that's always been that the golden
2: rule with Nintendo and that's always the case and it always will be um, in terms of the conversation around the the kind of other competitors that have come into the space I think like like I've said just, just now it kind of legitimized the form factor that Nintendo introduced especially like that that, that was it that Lenovo Legion Go that's going to be announced later this week yeah, has yeah. these like weird it's split Joy-Con Steam controllers week, Yeah, it's so yeah. strange yeah so just again kind of
1: that form factor that yep, Nintendo introduced is a winner. Though. I was surprised with the eight hundred dollar price on that. Mm. Oh,
0: we got a price point on it? Eight hundred. Yeah. Huh? yeah,
1: today it got That's another not that bad. leak. What
2: was it yesterday? That's but yeah. It's kind
0: of weird. I was we were definitely thinking it would be closer to a thousand.
2: Mm. But in terms of like those rival kind of handhelds on the steam deck and stuff i don't really think they're a, a big concern really for nintendo because the kind of experience for the for the average consumer at least is so night and day different i mean you have to tinker with a steam deck still i know it's more of a console-like experience but you know oh i have to make sure this game works and i have to make sure the settings run at a certain there's, there's kind of a bit of yeah, like friction t-
1: there. I, I don't think anyone that wants to play a Nintendo game knows yeah. what TDP is. And exactly. And has any desire to learn. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely fine. It's a plug and play device. Even Phil Spencer mm-hmm. said, right? It's a traditional yeah. plug and play console that is under the $300 price point, And that's important. And I think that's where they continue to, to want to be. And they will continue to sell hardware. It's mm-hmm. also very different in that. I look at the Switch as a very multiplayer console mm-hmm. in the set in the way I don't look at any of my other consoles no, or exactly. pieces of hardware as multiplayer. I will pull that out whenever I have friends around and I'm like, let's play some Mario Kart, let's play some Smash mm-hmm. Brothers, let's play some Mario Party. Yeah. And I don't do that with my Steam Deck or anything, no. and I don't do that with my Xbox or my PlayStation because mm-hmm. it's just easy with the Switch. Yeah, and exactly. the games are-
2: and the, the sales kind of numbers reflect that in terms of like, you know, 130 million or whatever it is for the Switch now. And, you know, the Steam Deck's going to be like, what, three, four million at best. Um, I mean, I know it's like Apples and Origins in terms of the, how long these devices have been on the market, but it kind of speaks to the audience size for these. And, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's still a PC. The console experience is simplified for a reason and Nintendo won't get away from that. And that will still be their strength, especially when you consider like Sony aren't going all in on this. We've just discussed that. The portal is like not, what the switch is and xbox's strategy is just to put it everywhere on all of these others like the rg ally the legion go lenovo whatever it was the logitech g cloud and things like that so i don't think nintendo have to worry it's um i think that was kind of the the gist of the question right in terms of um their hardware and stuff but
1: which one would you get if you could only pick one that's i guess that's the last question is is what would you get and i think um, i'd probably still stick with the switch if i'm being completely honest mm. um yeah
2: it's because it because it's just got it's got those core experiences that i care about of course i mean there's a reason there's like super mario 64 behind me and stuff you know um nintendo fan at boy at heart so but it's also the, the ease of which the kind of the software and hardware experiences it's it's the whole reason i've got an iphone you know it's it's that marriage of hardware and software that they nail
0: yeah and i think i think it's interesting because like i think syrian's question here like just speaks to what you we were talking about earlier where like the right device for you has a lot to do with you as an individual because mm-hmm. like i think it's funny to me right? Really. like i i read this question and you say i honestly don't see why you would go with the switch too mm. I, I i feel the exact opposite way where like if mm. you were asking like oh i'm gonna get a handheld console what were what yeah. my options i don't see why anyone would ever pick anything but the switch if they were only going with one option unless they right. just straight up do not like nintendo games right yeah like,
1: exactly if, yeah then it's easy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. then whatever
0: Right. Or if their
1: one game that they play constantly doesn't run on on Switch and they want to play that one game, right? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. if their one game is Genshin Impact and they want to play that, I'm probably recommending like an ROG ally for them because it runs on Windows. You don't have to worry about the anti cheat and you can just carry on playing that constantly. True, true.
0: Yeah, and and I guess it's just like who is that person, right? Because it's like I I think the handheld PC stuff, it speaks to a specific user, um, a specific type of user and somebody who is interested in tinkering or maybe wants to play fan games or wants a good emulator or like
2: modding and stuff
1: to... yeah
0: yeah right like it's or it's, it's a... the
1: person that enjoys getting it to work more than actually like, that's that's totally it. yeah yeah that's definitely totally part of another point yeah that's totally part of it
0: i think when you get back to it right like how will they attract a new player base they'll put out game of the year that's how mm. That's what
1: they do. I also think think this forgets the fact that people age and younger people come in, and the younger people want to play games, and Mm -hmm. they're constantly going to have consoles to sell to those people. More and more people are born every day, and more and more people want to play. Eight year olds
2: want to play Pokemon, and that's where you get it. So that's the way it is. 30 year
0: olds want to play Pokemon, and that's why they have been making money off me my entire life. (laughs) Precisely.
2: says it's me. a good you're
0: business model right gotten it's like, back it, into it,
2: buying pokemon cards like a massive loser <laughs> but hey there we are
0: um hey, I, I just got an Ivysaur tattoo so you know you're in okay. good company don't worry yeah
2: yeah <laughs> um but yeah in terms of how they bring that player base over like the question asked i think he said like there's like you know the 120 million and like a lot of those will kind of just move over and gravitate anyway but how do you get the new player base that's where you'll find the kind of nintendo gimmick of it all because like Yeah, the hardcore Nintendo fans, they just want them to play it safe and do Switch 2 or whatever it is. Um, But there's going to be something. It's just knowing what it is. Um, There's going to be some sort of gimmick to make it have that news story that gets it on, I don't know, USA Today or Good Morning America or whatever it is, you know? So there's going to be something weird about it, for sure.
1: they do. I kind Mm -hmm. of hope there isn't. I don't want an IR sensor on there that doesn't really do anything other than read my pulse when I'm playing Ring Fit
0: yeah, I would vitality enough, sensor. But... I I think it would be a really cool gimmick if, like, the gimmick was it's more powerful, and they're like instead yeah. of us putting an IR sensor that we're barely gonna get any mileage out of, we spend that money on.
1: I want that dock to do something. Give me like a dock with like a turbo mode or something that you know mm. has some kind of GPU that or something so in there. Sick. Like
0: sick, especially like we talked about it on a, a, a recent episode where it's like. All you would have to do is make that an an optional add on, right? Where it's like mm. base dock, base performance, no problem. And if you want the souped up doc, that like you know upres. See, now,
2: now you're getting back around to the S and X problem again, so. Yeah,
0: exactly. They're they're, they're <laughs> yeah, not gonna yeah. do that. I just don't think they will. It'd be
2: no, cool. I think no. they
1: could because it's mm. like you've you end up with the same core experience, but all it would do is like maybe that enables the DLSS or something for like the up-resing you get, to 4K. Yeah, so you get it your looks 4K or, or something but the performance is the same or whatever i don't know like i, I really think that that was a missed trick Not yeah they the, kind of the, under, the dock underutilized something. that doc yeah yeah uh, maybe they'll revisit vr
2: because they did that with the whole kind of cardboard labo thing right stick the screen on your face
1: yeah third, third time's <laughs> a charm right yeah, right? yeah know, that's it held with virtual boy felled with lab They're like, yeah. you know yeah. what? we
0: decided now 2024 perfect time to get into the vr market
1: yeah
2: no, we're a, we're away off from that yet, but who knows? I have no idea what they're going to do, but I can't wait to see what they do do because it's going to be fascinating and hopefully it's safe, but also kind of uniquely weird and Nintendo in some small way. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my hope.
0: It's soon, too.
2: Well, um, yeah, I think late twenty twenty four. Fingers crossed. That's my kind of aim goal. I reckon they're going to shoot for then. But hey,
0: you heard it here first, or second, um, last. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, literally anytime, man. Uh, it's, it's always fun getting to catch up with you. Um, remind the folks at home where they can find you and your work.
2: Okay, cool. So yeah, the Nintendo Switch newsletter is over at switchweekly.com. Send that out every Sunday. And the stuff current, all of the new kind of handheld stuff is over at overkill.wtf.
0: Nailed it! What what device is that that you're holding there?
1: This, this is uh, the
2: Ionia. This is the Ionia, yeah.
0: Show it off! Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: There you go. Uh, just picked this up. So, Good.
1: is that your K- primary one right now? Like, no, we I've, have I've not, not, not even set podcast. this up yet. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, we gotta have <laughs> you you should come, we gotta come have on the Steam on the... Deck podcast yeah. to talk about it and tell us like how you like it versus the Steam Deck Here's, and all hmm. of that stuff. Here's like. my thing. I
0: found someone who uh, uses an ROG Ally, and that's like their their primary one. I want, we got to get like a round table and we have everybody, <laughs> we got Five. to hash it out. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> what's, what's the best? Which what's one so what's to go Kevin
1: for? using? Is he, is he still on the ROG?
2: He's got the ROG Ally and like, yeah. about, I think about two other A and EO devices and yeah, I don't know, God knows. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I look forward to uh, your uh, PlayStation portal coverage. I'm sure you, you mm. will be jumping uh, at the chance to play on that device, right?
2: Oh, yeah, totally. There we go.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Chris. Uh, everybody no make sure you go and give them a follow. Make sure you all go check out Overkill and Switch Weekly if you haven't already. Uh, you're messing up. So go give them a follow. Go go show them some love and let them know that we sent you.
2: Appreciate and, uh,
0: it. We'll have to – We'll have. I mean, we – Kevin was supposed to come on Steam Deck Podcast like last year, so we're yeah. overdue. We got to get you two over on Steam Deck Podcast.
2: Uh, yeah cool i'll nudge him on that one for sure
1: maybe we'll take a week off at some point pete and they can do like a takeover yeah there you go (laughs) go, yes put your (laughs) feet up actually play some video
2: games for a change (laughs) yeah Yeah, that sounds
1: (laughs) great yeah i've got boulder's gate to catch up on i'm nowhere in tears of the kingdom diablo 4 is just sat there here's what we do see you and i show up and we'll just sit and listen
0: to them do I the show, it. and you would have to play yeah.
2: Well, like, this yeah. is it. I, bu- I, I bought Pikmin 4 and I was like, oh, I'll play that on the train to uh, Cologne because I took the Eurostar. I didn't play any of it. I'm still trying to finish Tears of the Kingdom. So, yeah, I'm backlogged up to The Wizard. Room, so, hey. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what, make the time for Pikmin 4. Uh, yeah. if, if, you, if you get to a point where you're like, you want to play something, but you're like, maybe like too tired to get into I, Tears of the Kingdom, it's like, it's so much chiller than the, mm. the previous entries. i love
2: i love Pikmin. i've been there since day one like with the original on the get on the gamecube so it's, yeah it's such a big good, fan yeah. Dude,
0: That's, I want yeah. that. it's like one of the only amiibo that i'm missing yeah. and i want it so bad um <laughs> but yeah it's it's a really good like wind down at the end of the day type of game because it's way more like oriented on like the puzzles and the exploration than the like yeah because like pikmin, gen- pikmin generally
2: is a bit stressful but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's
0: definitely a much Chiller pace this time around. Right. Might be a good one for that. But, anyway, go give Chris a follow. Go check out all of his work. We'll have links to it down below. If you want to find links to our stuff, remember, it's flipscreen.games. That's the website. You can find our Patreon. You can find our Discord. You can find our sister shows. All the places we are, all over the web. There's a link over there. You go click on them. Helps us out a ton. Help us keep these mics and these lights hot. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's we it's we show up. We show up and do the show for you. So go and click on some stuff so that you can keep up with all the cool stuff that we're doing here on Flip Screen Games. For the crew, I've been Pete. Eaton. Oh, see, all, everyone's all in different spots now. I've been Pete. He's been Steve. He's been Chris. We'll see you next week.